We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Football Friday on the Fan. It's a man's game now. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. We have great expectations. The Fan. Hour number two. Danny and Dusty with you. Two after one. Two after one. Uh, 1.30 tomorrow, we got Jags and Chiefs on NBC. We won't be put to sleep by Al Michaels and Tony Dungy because they won't be calling this game because NBC only has one game this week. We get Trico and Collinsworth. But it'll be weird. It's always weird seeing those guys in the daytime. We only get yeah. them at night. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought about that until you said it, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> it's not exactly the crew it. that you want to be jagging off to, but, you know. Okay, we got <laughs> That's quite a quite a way to intro that game there. Yep, but that's true. Um Should I hit the dump button there? Well, <laughs> Tariko and Collinsworth are far more appropriate for that than uh Michaels and Dungy. I feel like that 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 game you know what it actually needs? Mm. Buck and Aikman. Buck and Eggman would be great on that game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I don't know which game they'll be on because they I, I hope they're on Cowboys Niners on Sunday. Because Fox has two games. They got one tomorrow. They got Giants Eagles tomorrow, uh, which will probably be Burkhart and what, Greg Olson. Olson. Yeah. And then uh well, oh Buck and Aikman are on ESPN now. What am I talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're not on either. Any That's of what I'm saying. So no, Olson, Burkhart, yeah, Burkhart and Olson one? will be on, on Cowboys Niners then. And then, who's the number two? Joe group? Davis, uh, and I can't remember who he yeah, was. We're done with Buck and Aikman for the season now, aren't we? We sure are, Bob. That's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, and they'd be perfect on this game. Uh, and then you have uh, CBS. You have Romo Nance on Sunday. Bengals Bills, which that'll be fun. Yes, that'll be good to have. Yeah, no, Bills. that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jags Chiefs. I'm excited for this game. Nine point favorites are the Kansas City Chiefs over the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a big number, man. We'll get to our picks coming up later, but that is a very big number. But also very understandable for what we're looking at with uh, the two teams uh, at play here, because Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We cannot forget that they were down twenty-seven nothing. I can. <laughs> You're going to forget that they were down twenty-seven nothing. I to pretend the I do not see it. All right. Well, I can't unsee that. <laughs> uh, I also can't unsee them rallying and like, having a moment where Trevor Lawrence could not 
play as poorly as he did, even though two of his four first uh, first half interceptions, that's a we're ridiculous tipped. number, were tipped, and one of them tipped twice. Yeah. Um, and like there, there's a lot of luck that goes into what happened there. But let us not forget that this is a Chiefs team that is on an incredible postseason run. They, You can just punch their ticket right into the AFC Championship game almost every damn year. Last year, they got a really good test in the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. This ain't them, though. I do have questions about Kansas City, though. Sure. Because how many times have we seen in the playoffs Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes have one of those incredible drives with a minute to go where you're like, no chance. Well, last year against Buffalo is a prime example yes. of it. Where And uh, in, in the Cincinnati game, hell, even the AFC Championship game, you give that guy 49 seconds, he will go down and score Patrick Mahomes in years past. That isn't the way that they're built this they're year. They're methodical. Though. They are a completely different mm-hmm. team this year than they were a year ago. And that is, think of how many games we have seen where it comes down to can Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs offense engineer another drive, a game-winning drive. We have seen that time and time again in the playoffs. What is it going to be like this year when they get drug into that deep water with a different, less explosive offense? They don't score those those explosives anymore. They score in the red zone mostly. They are more traditional now. The question remember we had coming into this year and what we weren't sure of is you lose Tyreek Hill, your explosives guy, that made it so vicious for your for for an opposing defense's coverage to do you commit guys to Kelsey underneath and whatever wide receiver that reclamation project they have whether it's uh, Juju or or uh, Valdez Scantling wh- whoever you s- slot into that spot mm-hmm. or do you bail out in coverage and always make sure you have somebody over the top on Tyreek's side of the ball and with Tyreek not there it was like, well, how good are they going to be offensively? You know, do they have enough weapons? Turns out, yeah, they do. When you have Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid, they're going to scheme something. But they completely changed everything. The interesting thing about it is, yes, they spread the ball around. Yes, Kelsey took the the bulk of it. He's what fourteen hundred yards receiving, and Juju is close to a thousand. The interesting thing about it is, you look at their their rushing, and whether it's Pacheco, what Mahomes is their second leading rusher. Almost 400 yards this season. Yeah, well, Clyde Edwards-Alaire being on the IR isn't helping things no. out. No, and that's the thing is that even though they're methodical, they're still Mahomesian based. Yeah. It's not like they just switched to like this more balanced offense where they leaned on one side of the ball or the other. You know, it's it's just a different. Instead of being explosive, Mahomes has been even stricter with the ball as far as his turnovers and more methodical. But they had. I mean, I like Pacheco. I like. I he's, think he's fine. Good, I think he's a good. I think he's a good back. I mean, he's averaging almost, almost five, five yards to carry. They just don't give him the ball. No, that's what I'm saying. Like they haven't like restructured it to where they're like and, they're 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 based off of a you know a play action all the time. It's it's just enough. But uh, like they over, they've always had that one two punch that they can go to in the playoffs. And now it's going to be Pacheco and then Jerick McKinnon uh, as a backup with with no Edwards Alaire. We've also seen who's not playing this week is Michael Hardman, and he won't be out. If you're talking about the war of attrition and health, though, overall they are a very healthy team. I mean, we're talking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire who's out. You've got uh, Hardman who's out, and then I think uh, Fortson, the third tight end. Yeah, I mean he's not. Yeah, he, uh, I'm. I'm talking of like guys of note and factors. No, that's that's literally all that's out right now. 
that that might be on the offensive side. And I don't know if anybody's even out on the defensive side of the football because they're really damn healthy. Right their, now. their current injury report only has three guys out. That's okay. it. Nobody even listed as questionable. And that is one advantage of having a bye week. They're going to be fine-tuned. Arrowhead is going to be even louder than it normally would be because of what Trevor Lawrence said this week. <laughs> and on the on the flip side of it, you have, of the eight remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs, um, I went and I looked this up. Do you know who the best and worst against pressure in uh, this season, quarterbacks remaining against pressure in the NFL, which ones have performed the best, and which ones have been have been the worst in the in the NFL this year? I would say Hurts probably was really good against pressure. Uh, Jalen Hurts is second worst. Really, second worst. Yep. Uh, Interesting. I thought he'd be a guy with that RPO stuff that, that he they they would have him up higher. Interesting. No. No. Um. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is the worst. Okay, of any quarterback remaining yeah. in the playoffs, he is twenty nine point two according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, his grade has been twenty nine point two on twenty eight percent of pressure dropbacks, and that's going to be the key to me. If they are dialed in and they are healthy on defense, which is the most terrifying part, is that Kansas City is and they pin their ears back and they can get to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence gets the ball out the second fastest in the NFL this year, um, or the second fastest of remaining. I think he's one of the third or fourth fastest in the entire NFL because he never has a lot of time to to throw the football. We saw how reliant they were on it against the uh, Chargers, even early in the game when he's Mm -hmm. throwing four picks. But when they're behind, you've got to take those shots downfield if Kansas City – can pin their ears back and get to Trevor Lawrence. He is the worst graded out quarterback, according to Pro Football Focus, against pressure. The best was Josh Allen. And the disparity, I mentioned his great, Lawrence's grade is 29.1. Josh Allen's is 71. Jeez. (laughs) On 34% of his dropbacks, he is pressured. Two times. And he is his grade is a 71. Patrick Mahomes, you want to talk about the line of demarcation with quarterbacks mm-hmm. here. Patrick Mahomes is number two at 64.2. So still in the same realm. Yep. And then you have Joe Burrow is 51.7. That's a pretty significant drop. Who And he has the third fewest pressures of any quarterback in the NFL this year. That doesn't, well, it won't be this week. A lot of that has to do with the fact that I think besides Brady, he was number two overall he is in the, getting the ball out. He two point five seconds, yeah. and then Lawrence was right behind him at two point five. And that's one. why Bro doesn't have the pressures, is because the ball he he knows his offensive line was beat up and and working through stuff, so he was getting that thing out of there quick. Uh, oh, excuse me, I said fifty one. It was sixty one point. Okay, that's Sorry. that's significantly better. Sixty one point seven. Here's where the drop off calls comes. Is Daniel Jones is actually fourth. He's right in the meaty part of this. Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy are basically the same guy when pressure is is coming down and their Dak's throat. behind those guys. They're at 54 and 53 and a half, respectively. Oh. Dak Prescott is uh, 51.5 on 31% pressures, and uh, that would put him, yeah, the third worst in, in the... The fan is on in your home, man. And that's a commercial that we're not going to right now. Sorry. <laughs> Fat fingers over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the scary part for Trevor Lawrence, though, too, is that Kansas City's been dialing up their heat 
a lot more. And was, not only that, more importantly, I think for this game and talking about being in a quarterback space, where does the where do the Chiefs generate the pressures from? It's up the middle. They've been actually they've been all over, but up the middle, yeah. I mean, you, you've got it's Chris you got Jones. right up the gut. Yeah. With old Chris Jones there, but uh, he's the best interior pass rusher in the league right now. No, Dexter Lawrence is. Dexter Lawrence, yeah, you think you think so? Yeah, he set a record last week for pressures. Yeah, <laughs> from from tackle. Dexter Lawrence has been a monster. That's my matchup of the week: is Dexter Lawrence on that against that against Kelsey against Jason Kelsey. Yeah, that is going to be the most fun one to watch. Yeah, all week long. But the, here we go on tomorrow. Tomorrow's doubleheader, though. It is going to be. Looking at the centers in the interior mm-hmm. linemen, and one thing that is is a little bit wild about it is that you got quarterbacks that can run all over the place. Trevor Lawrence can run. Oh no, right? Trevor Lawrence is an athlete. Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. None of these guys are. I they ain't got no statues. N- nobody left is sitting in that pocket. Uh uh-uh. uh They can make every, you pay. every single one of them make you pay. Yep. Like even even Purdy. Yeah. They Brock Purdy. Uh, well, Duck fans know about Brock Purdy running. <laughs> He can get it done with his legs too. Jeez, Louise, that Fiesta Bowl. He was really, he was good all over the place. All right, uh, well, let's let's get, let's start talking about that Giants and Philly game because uh, Danny Dimes had a great game last week. Can he repeat what he did in the wild card round? Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the ALA Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. Alright, uh, tomorrow we got Chiefs and Jags. We'll have our picks coming up at the top of next hour. Now it's just keep it between the rails if you're the Jags and give yourself a chance, puncher's chance in that one. you got to be huge off the edge. Uh, but Eagles-Giants, another matchup in the playoffs where we have teams playing for the third time. We had a couple of them last week. Um, 
And all of them were tight with the exception of the uh, Niners and Seahawks, which, mm-hmm. boy, oh, boy, that was tight for a half. Tight for a half. And then got out of hand. Uh, but this one, you got a line with Philly at seven and a half point favorites. And rightfully so with the way they played. But these two teams played in the final week of the regular season, for goodness sakes, mm-hmm. and they're back at it. Now, the Giants didn't play anybody in that one. No. But uh, this game, uh, I'm really interested to see the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Everybody wants to know about Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. I want to see this defense uh, going up against New York because Daniel Jones had a hell of a performance against a Minnesota defense that has been the liability of the Vikings all season long. But he played out of his mind. He's played really well for a big chunk of this season, Mm -hmm. no less. And he played great in Super Wild Card Weekend. And now he's going up against a Philly defense that is kind of a different animal, man, because these guys can get after the quarterback. Well, I mean, they can get after the quarterback, and they can also protect the quarterback. I mean, I think that's been the the key to Philadelphia's success all season is that they have the two best fronts in the league. Yep. And obviously, Lane Johnson, uh, big part of that. And yes. whether or not Philadelphia is going to be able to keep Jalen upright. Um, but the flip side of this is that the Giants, like you said, uh, Dexter Lawrence has been an absolute dude, set a record last week for pressures. And I think as much as we want to talk about the quarterbacks, because it's always about the quarterbacks, it's the fronts. Mm. This game is going to be dictated by the fronts. I, I, The feeling that I got about um, Chargers-Jags uh, last week, it was, that it was not going to be a close game. That it was going to be a blowout. That's how I feel about this game. I think I think one team's fronts is going to dictate this game, and I don't. It'll cause quarterback mistakes, but I don't. I, and, and everybody wants to sit there and say it'll be the quarterback. It'll be the quarterback. Sure, fine. I don't care. My point is that the fronts are going to dictate this game one mm. way or the other. That could be Dexter Lawrence getting up in Jalen Hurts' face and causing him to turn the ball over, which he hasn't done this season. Yeah. Or it's Philadelphia's front being so overpowering that it doesn't matter what they do. Yeah, this is a – I mean, the big concern if you're a Giants fan is the fact that, I mean, Daniel Jones, he can create, he can escape, he does a really good job and is very athletic. Um, But he holds on – we're talking about guys getting the ball out quick, Trevor Lawrence, he does Joe not. Burrow. He holds on the ball longest – Longer than anybody in the NFL, and or I guess of the quarterbacks remaining, and oh by the way, it's over three seconds he holds on the ball for. He's letting a lot of stuff develop mm. there, and he's kind of creating on his own. That's some that's some uh, Russell Wilson early Russell Wilson esque stuff. But one thing that Philadelphia has done, and they do it uh, pretty damn well, is get to the quarterback. And if you have a quarterback that holds on to the ball that long, you know Philly has seventy sacks this season, but. 53 of those sacks came with a four-man rush. Good God. (laughs) To put that into perspective, the second most sacks in the NFL this year, period, is the Kansas City Chiefs with 55. Total. Philly has four double-digit sack guys. So has that ever happened before? Uh, I'm assuming it has at some point. I don't know. It's a lot of guys. Four is a massive number. But when you have... Mind you, the number two team in the entire NFL has only 55 sacks, and that's Kansas City. Philly has gotten there 53 times with only four guys. Sending four guys, they have 53 sacks this year. Well, a that- four-man rush, so they don't need to blitz. And this is, where, this is where it comes into my biggest concern with Daniel Jones, is if they can get home with four. only four, 
that means they got seven in coverage. Mm-hmm. And that that could be a long day for the for the New York Giants if they cannot run the football effectively. And that's going to be a different beast because, look, this Philly defense, they have been dynamite all season long. But there also is like this, they've been pacing themselves at the end of the year a little bit. I mean, they played their starters in the final week of the regular season, and Giants fans will want to tell you, hey, would they struggled in that game. They were up 17 nothing against the backups, and they let their foot off the gas too. If New York is going to give themselves a chance, they have got to run the football because the game plan for Philly is going to be, we can get home with four, we're going to get home with four. <laughs> My goodness. Drop in coverage and make them run the ball. <laughs> You're dang right. And you have got to be able to run effectively. The thing is, Brian Dayball has done a fantastic job with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley all season long. Getting those guys, getting those guys rolling on the ground. The thing about Philadelphia is, and this is what was so I knew they were good on the defensive front. I knew they had gotten home. I didn't realize it was that much. It comes from everywhere. It comes from the middle. It comes from the edges. It comes from the linebacking court. Like Hassan Reddick is leading them in sacks. He's their he's he's a quasi linebacker, but he's he's a stand up pass rusher. Right, mm-hmm. he's got 16, but you've got Hargrave at defensive tackle with 11, Graham uh, an end with 11, Sweat uh, with 11, and then Fletcher Cox, who's bringing up the rear here with seven. Bum. So between your defensive tackles, your two defensive tackles, you have 18 sacks, yep. and that doesn't factor in throwing Jordan Davis out there, who no. also he plays limited amounts, but when he does. He has one of the highest grades in the league as a defensive lineman. Yep. And this is what I keep coming back to, the whole idea of the fronts are going to dictate this game. Forget the secondary. Forget the weapons. The hog mollies. It's going to be what decides this game. Yep. And, you know, is there enough to slow down A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith where Adoree Jackson is going to be, who's been fantastic for, for New York since coming back for injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just throwing him to the wolves, though, because the dude's been out. I mean, this is this can be a fun one, man. The NFC East is we thought it NFC least jokes. They got three teams standing, and right now the New York Football Giants—they're that scary team where they're just a hot team right now. They are—they've been playing hot. Daniel Jones is playing within himself and not screwing it up. Just distribute it, and I—I I, I still don't know how they're doing it with Isaiah Hodgins as their leading wide receiver. Um, but they are. It's just Brian Dable and his offensive scheme and playing complementary football with their defense and just kind of protecting one another and mostly just protecting Daniel Jones. And if you cannot do that, if you cannot run the football with Saquon Barkley, this game's going to be a blowout. This game will absolutely be a blowout, and it comes down to how you're playing up front. Oh, Yeah, no, I, I, I am really interested to see what... what the Giants can dial up here because you said it's the third game. Nothing's a secret anymore. And I think, again, I hate like ringing the bell, but I think that's why it comes back to the fronts. Yeah. It's because there's nothing left for you to hide. There's like, can, can Davis, like, can he really scheme a third game of trickeration? No, nah, you don't need, but it, it really hasn't been trickeration. It's just finding the, finding a way to make the same play look different. That's the whole window dressing thing. But and can you put that much w- more window dressing on this? I think this is the one where you just say this is who we are. You line up and, and just it. kind of 
And that's what I, I think that probably leads to Philly probably yep. winning this game. Yep. But you got to give Dable credit, man, for, for what they've done and how they've gotten this far. I, I am interested to see. Like I, I typically don't like NFC East matchups, regular season playoffs, be damned, just because the level of football has been piss poor for a while. But this year, I mean, that down this stretch, yeah, it's been, great. It's been incredible. So I, I'm really interested to see what what they can they can figure out. All right, let's take a look at uh, tomorrow's games or Sunday's games rather. We it'll all start with another. AFC matchup, Bengals, Bills. This is Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. That sucks. Oh my gosh, I'm just in football mode. I forgot about we have worst day on the web, man. Holy jeepers creepers almighty. What am I doing here? Omaha. Uh, hurra, hurra. I do have worst day. We do have worst day on the web, though, uh, because this is, this one's going to be interesting. You got a lot going on at the University of Michigan. Yeah, you do. Uh, Jim Harbaugh? is under NCAA investigation for getting a guy hamburgers. Despite the fact that Jaden Rashada just got released from his uh, national letter of intent for $13 million not coming through, a hamburger Mm. is a bridge too far because apparently Harbaugh lied to investigators, and now uh, he said, I didn't lie to you guys. And And they literally pulled the receipts. Now the brakes are on because he doubled down on it, on that investigation. But right now, Michigan wishes that was the worst thing that was going on because they had to fire their 39-year-old co-offensive coordinator, Matt Weiss, amid an investigation into computer access crimes. I, You are my uh, military intelligence guy. Yes. I don't even know, like, a computer access crime, so he, like, Got broken, hacked into somebody's emails. That's what is it sounds like. That's what we're finding. Yeah, and he that's... did it on campus in football facilities. Uh-huh, probably using school property. Uh, well, which yeah, they, which is how they're able to trace everything. Okay. Now they are very tight-lipped on what's going on. I have been. I just, want, um, I've been trying to think about this. And academic like, records. Why in the world would a, you think that's it? Why a coach would want to access uh, anything? Change change some records. Have access to records. Oh, Michigan, you're you're smarter than that. You know where you need to go. You don't go you don't go and try to do that yourself. No, you pay and, somebody else to do it. And oh by the way, guess what? Just who cares anymore about that? Every all these guys got tutors anyways. Mm. You find a way around that. You think that's tutors. what you think that what it could be? Yeah. I mean that, that's where my head immediately goes. Uh, that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one at all. The other the, the flip side of it is um I would imagine there's, 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 there's two things that are always nefarious when you're talking about stuff like this. One, it's getting access to information you should not have access to. Mm-hmm. The other thing is money. Okay. So accessing uh, accounts. Oh, so for the pay, paying guys under the table. Or just stealing. Again, Michigan, you got to yeah. be smarter than this. Well, but he, here's my thing. 
in my only pushback to the to the grades thing and the school thing is that uh, I don't know if you've seen they've got a new president there. His name's Santa. His name is Santa Ono, and this dude is he actually gets it when it comes to sports. Like he's open about, hey, we're trying to negotiate a long term extension with Jim Harbaugh. He's taking selfies with like Glenn Rice at basketball games and like paying homage to the greats in Michigan sports. It's like. If you got a university president on your side, come on, Michigan. <laughs> come on, you need to be a little bit better than that. He, he, this isn't a fireball offense because this is where I say this is really bad for them to find because this this went from like the announcement to firing was quick. But yeah, two days ago Yeez. they were doing a raid. Also, not a good sign. But um, who doesn't love a good raid? In a, in a raid, also is a red flag of like if you're just changing some grades, you could do that anywhere. You know, the rate of his home is like, okay, what which means was this dude into? Which means he took stuff off campus. Off campus. Yes. But Matt Weiss is a 39-year-old co-offensive coordinator. You're coming off two of your best offensive seasons you've had. He coaches the quarterbacks who have really taken a huge step over the last two years. He's only 39 years old, has had a big role in play calling, admittedly, by Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. He is a big piece to their staff. So if this was, they're not going to fire a guy for something small. When you have a university president who's committed to the, the athletic department, you have a football program that is firing on all cylinders. It's not like this is Nebraska. You're going to go out of your way to make sure that where the wheels are falling he's off. He's not gone. And as much as we'd like to sit there and be like, no, they're going to treat everybody the same. They don't. They don't. They don't, especially not football. Because no. if you have a young, bright mind, you want to hold on to him at all costs, not fire him for cause and watch him leave for, for nothing. You just don't have to pay him anymore. This is something big. And I bet when the details come out about it, because they will, it's going to go, look at Michigan and you're going to go, oh. Oh, because nobody knows. And maybe Jim should uh, take that job in Carolina after all. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I have another theory on that. Harbaugh. It, the only reason Harbaugh's doing this is just to get more money. money. Yeah. And he's getting it. He's getting to it. To be fair, he gave be money. Better. He gave money back three years ago. Yeah. And he's been to back-to-back college football playoffs and beaten Ohio State twice. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. If you're in the Big Ten and you're at Michigan. And you're doing those things, should you make more money? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's not wrong. Oh boy. Yeah, this'll be this will be interesting. And they just gave him a big pay bump too. He was supposed to be getting eight hundred and fifty this Weiss guy, eight hundred and fifty K a year. Uh, oh. Well, yeah. yeah, that seems <clears throat> kind of low for a coordinator. Co coordinator? Yeah, he's a co. He's just a co. Okay. Okay, fine. He's just you, a co coordinator. You, 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 you convince me. Um, but uh, he earned four hundred thousand dollars in bonuses. Does that make it better? That's better. There so we go. That, that, he's at one point two five. Clearing that one million dollar line. That's typically. I mean, oh. if, if we're at like Troy, oh. and he's making eight hundred thousand when it's all said and done. Okay, yeah. when you're at Michigan, I would imagine it'd be yeah one point two. That's better. You know what I was thinking? This is hmm. here's here's where my my brain went. Porn. Well, that's not. I I oh, I mean that's always up there. Yeah. You can put like it on the, the body. Not, yep. Like, yeah, the illegal porn. Like, he, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I wasn't there. I didn't quite go there. I tried to think that um, maybe better of people, but that's probably where this thing's going to land. Probably not. I hope not. Hopefully, it doesn't touch any of the sexual no. deviant boxes. No, you know where my mind went? Mm. He hacked into an email of a player to find out if they wanted to transfer or not. 
Mm. Like that's where like I was like, why why would a coach go those lengths to get into somebody's email or have a computer access crime? I and feel like blackmail is high on the list here. Ooh. Maybe that's why he university paid 400000 in bonuses. Yeah, I mean, university president, coach, assistant AD. Yeah, man. Worried Jeez. about what somebody said. That, that's, those are the kind of things you typically see. Your thoughts on the fan text line, 503-250-1080. Well, technically, if you access anyone's computer or emails, it's a crime, even if you have a password without permission. Yes, it's, it's unauthorized, ac- unauthorized access. All right, well, let's keep that energy up because I like, I like those laws being in in the world. Uh, here's another one. I thought for sure the worst day on the web was going to be Tony Dungy for his now deleted tweet repeating the widely debunked thing about litter boxes in school bathrooms for kids uh, identifying as cats and for speaking at an event trying to uh, connect DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest to abortion. Yeah, both of those things happen, and it's a horrible look for Tony Dungy right now because the the kitty litter thing is a long debunked trope to troll and uh, diminish LGBTQ plus community. And it, it's a, I mean, that one's been on the internet for a while. It and is people just so dumb. Shoot that one out. Yeah. Like they're putting kitty litter boxes in classrooms so kids that identify as cats can go to the bathroom. That's not true. It's not true. It all started because they found somebody in like a school budget, there was cat litter on there for purposes of basically like cleaning up messes those kind yeah. of things because it absorbs you know yeah. liquid yeah and so he he tweeted that then deleted it because everybody's like dude what are you even doing and then, i hadn't actually heard that one that one's pretty good and then today <laughs> today he went out and uh he was giving a speech on uh abortions and and connected it to damar hamlin for some reason and uh said like damar hamlin we just need to pray and it was NFL fans lines, went. Uh-huh. It was along the lines of of uh, those dots aren't connecting. The jump into conclusions, Matt. <laughs> Basically, yes. But the, the, those unborn, uh, they are not uh, uh, professional athletes and and are not seen on national television. That was yeah. basically the connection that he made. Well, I think uh, if his performance on Saturday night wasn't enough, I don't know if we'll be seeing Tony Dungy on national television anymore either. Uh, so yeah, worst day on the web. There we go. I'm babe. Um, baby, let's get back to foosball, shall we? We shall. All right. Um, I want I want to get a big chunk of for this game, so we're gonna we're gonna start diving in to Bengals Bills, baby. That's the Sunday game, twelve o'clock. Romo, Nance, Burrow, Allen. Let's go, Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. Y'all rock Friday, baby. Let's go, Jeff Russ. Slapping the hood of your car. Belting this out. I can't quite hit it like like Christine McVie, sorry. Don't say yourself short. (laughs) All right, uh, Nooner, on Sunday, you got the Bengals and the Bills. Giddy up, Buttercup. Let's go. I'm excited for this game. 
because uh, one, Joe Burrow is going to feel so comfortable against Buffalo. He's going to feel just like he did last year because he is with a rebuilt offensive line this Mm -hmm. year. Faced the fewest pressures of any of the remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs. How about that? After getting sacked 51 times a year ago, fewest pressures of any remaining quarterback in the NFL. The guy was like, you know what I need to do with this offseason? I need to make sure I get this ball out quick. So let's make sure we're up to speed on what we need to do and we can keep me upright. Gets the ball out quick. They got new offensive linemen. Uh, Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. He will be without his two starting left tackles and his uh, Pro Bowl guard, Alex Kappa, for this game. Woo! Are they, are so, they, have they been ruled out? Out? Yep. Spin zone here. Mm. He's going. He went to a Super Bowl with a crappy offensive line. True. <laughs> He's going to be playing that 500 ball. In seriousness, though, uh, I am. I'm very fascinated to see how that plays out because we did see that with a poor offensive line. Joe Burrow can win football games, and he can win high-leverage football games, and he can go into Arrowhead and win a game in the AFC Championship. We've seen it. Seen it. But this Buffalo Bills defense is uh, pretty damn special in its own right. Better? Uh, yeah, 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 they are. Um, he, has done a, he has done a fantastic job of orchestrating this offense. Zach Taylor's doing a, a great job, too, and he's got weapons galore. Right where you got Chase and Higgins and uh, uh, Joe Mixon, they can't afford really to have Joe Mixon in the game though. They they can't because Joe Mixon is horrific in pass protection. Without both mm. of your tackles, without a guard, you need a back in the backfield that can pick up a a rush. And if they the don't P. send Ryan. anybody, can still leak out. And Samaje P Ryan is going to be that guy. I, I don't know how much we can see even of Joe Mixon in this game because of that reason. Hmm. Two tackles and a guard out. Three starting offensive linemen. You are going to need a sixth in to help with your pressure. Heck, you may need to keep your back and a tight end in to help with, with a pass rush because you know who's going to dial it up. We know the Buffalo Bills are. We absolutely know the Buffalo Bills are going to bring it. And I'm looking at their injury report right now. Uh, Jordan Phillips, the defensive tackle, doesn't look like he's going to go. Obviously, Hyde's still out with his neck. Uh, he's Yeah, he'd been on the IR. He's yeah. done. Uh, well, it looks like the, he could. I, I think they started the process, the retroactive process, to re- remove him um, from IR. Hmm. But so that he, I think he'd be ready for like the, the AFC title game, I think is how it would go. Um, but. Otherwise, I mean, obviously, no Von Miller because you know, no knee. But otherwise, the the Bills are getting healthier than they have been defensively in quite some time. You know, you know whose name is great to not see on the injury report? Jordan Poyer. Yeah, because he has been he has been all over that thing this this year. Yeah, he's just been banged up, and he's he's. I mean, look, it's not that the Bills aren't short on dudes. But Poyer is one of their dude dudes, right? Like he's he's a heartbeat, heart and soul playmaker, mm-hmm. tone setter, and in come playoff time, man, those are the guys that you count on. Dang, Skippy, and, and I believe they're undefeated when he plays. Yeah, again, is that a good stat? <laughs> like, is good? listen, is he Ed Reed or Troy Polamalu? No, that's good. But he's a big time playmaker, a big time tone setter, the the quarterback of their defense. I. I I mean, dare I say it, he's the backbone of their defense? 
Uh, right now, right now, I don't know if if there's going to be much debate about it. And this is where it kind of goes. And you're talking about that war of attrition. Milano's been uh, dinged up all season long, and Matt Milano is is back to healthy. You could argue when he is healthy and he is in, he could be that guy. Yep. But they got Tredavious White, who's back and at times has been, you know, that guy that you could be Mister Reliable. But I, I think it is it, it is Poyer mm-hmm. up front. They're really damn good, though. I mean. And this is where Joe Burrow's got to be worried is that you have a healthy player out there who who's kind of like that all-seeing eye. All over, yep. But then Rousseau, Ed Oliver, Shaq Lawson, mm-hmm. those guys are hey, pin him back, let's go get the let's go get Joe Burrow and if they don't have to bring extra pressure uh, just like what we were talking about with the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Yeah, and, and it's not like that this is a team that rings up sacks left, right and center. Obviously that's what they no. Von Miller was supposed to be the guy that they were going to bring off the edge and obvious passing situations and let him go get them. And what's insane is, you know, in those 12 games, Miller still leads the team in sacks. That's not a bright sign. No, but they do they do do a good job of getting pressures. Yeah, They don't do a good job of getting home. And I think that speaks to the lack of high-end, not only pass pressure, but high-end athleticism. Mm. A lot of what they have is big dudes. They're 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 just big up front, and they can push a pocket. I mean, here's my question: with with what I mean, they have players on both sides of the ball, and they they are deep. If they fall short this year, and and it may be even if they lose next week uh, in the in an AFC Championship game, but if they surely if they lose this week against Cincinnati, where they're down three offensive linemen, it, do we see changes in Buffalo, not with Sean McDermott. No, 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 no. But like a, you see a, a wider scope of, all right, we need to assess where we are right now because they win a lot of football. They win a ton of games. The expectation is that Buffalo team should be a Super Bowl contending team. Mm-hmm. Do we see now that Brian Dayball is is having his success in uh, in New York with the Giants? Do we start seeing some some wider sweeping changes in in the identity of who the Buffalo Bills want to be if they can't get past a ding it call what it is a dinged up Bengals team because really you're you're taking a look at those two teams the Bills were were supposed to be the team before the Bengals were mm-hmm. and Let's make a quick little NBA comparison here this would be back to back divisional round bounces I think that this looks more like if the Bills do fall short here, the comparison I would make is they're the, kind of like the Phoenix Suns. They had their chance, and they kind of dropped it last yep. year. When, you know, when everything... Josh Allen never got the ball back! Exactly. But you take a look at it, are the, are the Bengals kind of like the, the Grizzlies or the Pelicans here, where they're, like, they're the upstart who's just right, right. there knocking, but they're, they're just a little bit more together. Like uh, things are just working out just a little bit better for them. And I would tell you, they may not have the the dudes and the name name recognition on defense. Uh, their secondary is sus heading into this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Eli Apple is your best your best corner, talked about this the other day. How, how is this defense this good with Eli Apple as your best corner? Yeah, well, <laughs> Chidobia Woozy. Uh, him being injured, that's probably the big hit that you have there. Because if you have a woozy, then you're saying, okay. But 
you have Eli Apple. I think Trey Flowers, who they bring in in spots, he's also dinged he's up. Dinged up I, he's, yeah. he's doubtful for the game. Um, and Eli Apple, he got he got rung up in that in, in last week as well. And so, what level of health is he heading into this one? That's kind of the the, the they don't have him guys. listed on any of the injury reports. That's good. Which I mean, that's really good to hear. I mean, it's a little surprising. Um, but if if Josh Allen gets a little bit of time, he's able to uncork some of those throws, and he does not turn the ball over. And this is where the Bengals they may have their issues in the secondary. But one thing they always do is create extra opportunities for their offense. They are very good at the timely turnovers. You talk about this with the Blazers all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not how many turnovers you have. It's when they happen and what it's the result is. how loud they are. And yeah, yeah. They get a lot of turnovers when you have a team that is getting the engine going. And, you know, they'll, they'll peanut punch one on the goal line and you're going the other way. You are... You know, ripping the ball out of Lamar Jack or uh, Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley's hands as he's trying to extend it across the end zone, and all of a sudden, here comes Sam Hubbard coming back the other way. You know, that to me is the value of this Bengals team. So it may not be the volume of turnovers, but we saw that Josh Allen had those timely turnovers last week. Trying to extend a play, you get that ball knocked out, and then boom, they're picking it up, and Miami's going the other way as part of a run where turnovers hurt. The the Buffalo Bills to the tune of they only gained, had to gain forty four yards to score twenty points. The Miami Dolphins did, and that makes it significantly easier. The big thing for me is not even just Josh Allen like throwing the ball to the opposing team; it's holding on to the bleeping ball. There it is. The the, the fumbles, man. Like he has had a case of yeah. the fumble rooskies where you're just like, and this isn't just that last week thing. You look at him this season. What, what was it? I think he said we said had eight fumbles this year. I can't remember what that number was. was that was, sounds uh, that sounds right. It was seven, eight, or right nine. Around. It was right. It was right in that range. Yeah, that's a lot of fumbles for a quarterback. It is. Like, it's not good, Bob. You you can have a bad game where you get a pass rush and maybe lose two, but like for to have that many fumbles and just be that loose with the ball, like I, I, every quarterback's got their thing, right? Is this Josh Allen's thing? Is he, yeah. is it not just the turnover, like the, the interceptions, but? Not taking care of the ball, getting good exchanges, feeling the pressure and not trying to extend a play out and just knowing when to eat a sack or throw the ball away. And those are the little things at the highest leverage moments that cause the most destruction. When you're a big ass dude like him though, and you can, you know, one hand toss and you can Roethlisberger everything. Man, yes. The, he the, I understand where he has that irrational confidence. But Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard. Those dudes coming off the edge, mm-hmm. they're going to be looking for it, and that's going to be a big one. Yeah, that's we, gonna be a big we just one. had one flash across the screen. The, the the secondary for the Bengals led their second in the NFL in blitz rate this year. They blitz rate, mm-hmm. bring them, bring them off the edge. When you got DBs coming off the edge like that, man, you're not accounting for them, especially on the backside. That's when you get those big time disruptive plays. All right, we got one more game that we need to get to, and it's my favorite game of the week. It is Cowboys Niners. But before we get to the Cowboys Niners. And that will be Sunday evening, 3.30 on Fox. We've got to give you our picks. We do it at 2 o'clock, usually on Thursdays, but come playoff time, it's a Friday staple at 2 o'clock. Give you our picks against the spread. This is Danny and Dusty on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.